Welcome to episode 205 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you again about another podcast that I co-host with my friend Jess McCauley. It's called The Introvert's Guide to, and on that show, Jess and I talk about being introverts in what sometimes seems like an extrovert's world. We choose a topic, discuss our experiences on that topic, and we also find advice from social media and the internet. So check it out. You can find it on the Google or Apple podcast apps or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can see regular posts from Jess and I on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and at introvertsguide2.com. And while we're talking about contact, you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stageworthypod. And you can find the website at stageworthypodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at philrickaby. And my website is philrickaby.com. My guests this week are Eli Pasek and Rob Sapienza from Sapling Productions and Bygone Theatre's production of Eli's parody of, of Eli's parody of 1930s nautical musicals, Something for the Boys. Start by telling me about For the Boys. Something for the Boys. Well, Something for the Boys is a musical comedy that makes fun of musical comedies. A nautical musical comedy that makes fun of nautical musical comedies, um, but also salutes it. And Mm -hmm. the premise is this starry-eyed sailor named Jimmy sneaks ashore with his best pal Larry, desperately determined to find the girl and fall in love before his cranky, alcohol-addicted captain catches him. And it's crazy. (laughs) And Jimmy and Larry are the two leads. Sarah and Betty are the two gal leads. Mm -hmm. And there's an older pair and two... It's a small show, so Mm -hmm. eight eight, um, performers, um, four lead characters. And singing and dancing and comedy and emotion and Mm. longing and everything the old, old... you know, shows had. Is it is it more along the lines of some of those like the 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 anything goes that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. anything goes on the town. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of shows. But I I realized the other day that it also just makes fun of nineteen thirties things in general. Mm. You know, yeah. the cottages for two and all that. Anything mm. you find out of an MGM musical, really? Yeah, yeah. It's broader than they spend a <laughs> we found they spend a staggeringly small time on the boat. and i just have it's like the phil silver show he just walks around with an army outfit but the show had nothing to do with army (laughs) i think it's a matter of like you know a setup the fact that he's in the army or and then that's sailor and then like get somewhere else get off the boat exactly unless it's anything goes then you have to put the boat out to sail yes and you can't get then you can't get off yeah well you can but you can't be comfortable no (laughs) i i saw i had the chance to see anything goes a number of years ago and the first time i saw it I was not fond of it. Really, I was Which, working as an usher, so I watched it a bunch of times. Uh, um, I saw it at the. It was at the uh, the Princess of Wales. And was it the touring company? Yeah, it was a touring company. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you see, musical <clears throat> comedy very easily gets screwed up. <laughs> comedy in general. I don't think easy. they screwed it up. <laughs> I don't think they screwed it up because the second time I saw it, and which was like I don't know the next day, because um, <laughs> I was an usher. Um, 
I, I suddenly was like, oh, okay, now you sort of get it. That's what they're doing. Because it's different. It's a different style of that. Is, that show is a different style of, of musical. That's that's pre Rodgers and Hammerstein. So who sort of like yes. changed the way that musicals were done? Yes, and even the version you saw, which mm-hmm. they updated in the eighties, was a little <laughs> even more tailored to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Because before that, it was just totally more of a review type thing. Yes, and yeah. in the eighties, the two writers I forget their names came along. Um, Pied Lapone's production mm-hmm. was. And Sutton Foster did that same recently, where they tailored the songs a little more to be, you know, story oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's getting there, but it's not yeah. quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But your show is it, how closely does it follow the '30s? It's um, more. It's funny you should ask because <laughs> <laughs> it's more what we're used to. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs. It's interesting. Um, there's one song where it's called Anchors Away, which was supposed to be the title of the show, funny mm-hmm. enough, but it's taken <laughs> by MGM. <laughs> um, what happens in that song is the protagonist, Sarah, sings about her hopes and dreams and la 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 la. But what also is happening in that song is Betty, her best friend, <clears throat> is slowly throughout the number becoming a new carefree woman. So while the song. Sure, it describes her mm-hmm. dreams, and it, it only goes so far, but there's another thing happening. Mm. So there's, like, multiple story bits sure. going on, which I think they may have done that, and anything goes, into, but you can do that sort of thing yeah. and still feel like it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, if you cut any of these numbers out, there would be a hole in the story. Right. Even if it's just intensifying <clears throat> a moment, mm-hmm. or if it's literally moving the plot forward. I did feel that with, so for Anything Goes, for example, that you could have cut one of those songs out, and it wouldn't have made a difference There will to always the be a lady fair. Yeah. It's a perfect example mm-hmm. of the show. Why are they singing it? I don't know. Particularly in the second act, um... We could get into those specifics, mm. but who knows who the hell knows anything goes. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, though. You definitely could. Yeah. 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 These, no. In Something for the Boys, they're married. But that's, that's, that's the way, that, again, when I say that's the way it should be, that's the way it should be now. Yeah. Not no. so much then. Yeah, unless you're totally going for the review thing, and then that's that. Then um, that is that. But, but yeah. no, if you're doing a story, you have mm-hmm. to do that. And But w- I suppose the benefit we have is we can have... Uh, our version, anyway, of what the 30s show is, plus the added benefit of an integrated story. Yes. You know, so it's like that times two. But then again, I don't want to compare myself to Cole Porter. So I'm not saying we're better than anything else. You know what? You know what? He's dead. He's not going to say anything. Well, I saw him. Doesn't have really a fighting chance. He's not getting any better. No, no, no. Oh, that's a great point. Cole, did you hear that? If you're listening, Cole. Somebody's coming after me. Do apologize. I know. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. The other thing we can be that they couldn't is much naughtier. That's um, true. Mind That's true. you, there are lines. There are definite lines mm-hmm. because in the rehearsal the other day, our choreographer, Elena, she, she, we were talking. We we're like, how naughty. The opening number is called Seamen. Mm-hmm. And you can just imagine. But yes. she's, she's saying, how far do you want me to go? Do you want me to understate it? Do you want me to overstate it? What is the thing? Mm. I said, I really don't know. Just go for what you think and we'll work, we'll tinker with it. So they went for it. And I said, oh, well, this moment, and the fellow playing Tom, uh, Larry, Tom Finn, 
He said, I'm, I'm getting into character. And I said, well, I'll be getting into trouble if, you know, it's too much. So there are definite lines, even still. I mean, you know, naturally, I mean, there's there's certain things that, that an audience kind of won't sit through. <laughs> you don't want to make you want to make your audience just uncomfortable enough sometimes, but yes, not so uncomfortable exactly. that they're like looking at the door. They went, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It's fun finding that, though. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's interesting because yeah, I was having a conversation just the other day with with somebody about uh, Book of Mormon, oh, yes. which is a show mm -hmm. that, you know, rides a line. Absolutely. The or time, sometimes really. obliterates yeah. that line. Exactly. Yes. But it sort of like lulls you into it. Yes. And it doesn't And they have good intentions. They have excellent intentions. That's the but thing. it doesn't it doesn't really start crossing a line until <laughs> you're already like twenty minutes in. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. It's so good. It's like setting up so so wholesome and nice, and then all of a sudden it blows the roof off it. And it's almost like they're saying, Listen, this is the show. <laughs> yeah. And if you're uncomfortable with this <laughs> Maybe talk to the box office. <laughs> <laughs> At least an eighty percent. Yes, yeah. I do enjoy though that when they when they do very unapologetically cross that line in the show, there yeah. is a peak moment when it's just here's the line, it's obliterated. Yes, but it serves their story. It absolutely yeah, it does. The line is crossed when you have this miscommunication, and it's actually really brilliant. Yes, but yeah. not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. And I went to see that show with my mom, who's very, <laughs> who's very. Um, religious and very like sort of conservative in, yes, her, in her outlook absolutely. that way <laughs> but she left and i think this is the, the the genius of the way they do it she left and she just sort of left going like just so naughty like, <laughs> like this show gave her permission to laugh at these things absolutely. things that she yes. normally wouldn't that's have. the yes. thing about comedy in yeah. general comedy mm. is hard to do it's not hard to do if you know how to do it, but <laughs> no. you know, it's interesting what comedy means to people. And you go, for me, what it means is ultimately the intention has, you have to be making a point mm -hmm. and it has to be as serious as drama. Mm -hmm. And so often what happens is comedy doesn't have a point mm -hmm. and then it's just a lot of noise and offense. And then that's when people get genuinely and you're like, Rrr. frankly, overstimulating as well. Over yes, <laughs> it's everything in your face. Yeah. yeah. But when it has its purposes and you're doing it thoughtfully and mm -hmm. meaningfully, then you can go as far as you want. Well, not really, but you can go pretty far in the name of whatever it is. I think you can go far within the rules of the show. And yeah, the story, right? too. Yeah. yeah. So if you've set your show during the 30s, you have to take into account there are things that would not fly in the 30s. But, what, and the thing is though with ours is we do a lot of things they couldn't have done, but even within the realm of what we're doing, mm -hmm. there is a line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We couldn't do Book of Mormon things no. in this show. Mm -hmm. Because, or, and if they did our things in their show, well, they, it's similar-ish. But they go, they can go much further than mm -hmm. they can, is what I think yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, and it's funny you say they, in Book of Mormon, they lull you in the first 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because I feel when our show, it opens with this little scene, and we like slap them in the face <laughs> of the semen. And then we bring them in with the charming, yes. as they say, I want song. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, I think what the story is about, it's, it's, Jimmy is the character who wants a meaningful relationship with one, mar he, there's a song called That Marvelous Girl, um, whereas Larry wants only pure physical relations. Mm -hmm. And the song, the show starts with, 
a song called Seamen, and it ends with a song called Anchors Away, about sailing into the sun. So there's a change happening. Yes. And at ultimately, I feel the audience realizes what we're advocating here. We're not saying be womanizing assholes. Mm-hmm. We're making fun of that. Of course, yeah. Um, so that's why it works, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> you potential audience. Yes. Um, how did you get involved with the show? Um, I got a funny little message uh, <laughs> a year or so back mm-hmm. to do the um, the stage reading for this, which was the second or third at this point. Third. The third stage reading of this show. And it was sort of like, hi, Rob, remember me? Do you still sing? <laughs> I said, do you still sing well? Do you still sing well? <laughs> which he's never heard me sing, so he was putting a lot of eggs in a basket. Okay. Um, but he messaged me. Eli, Eli sent me a message, said, uh, would you be interested? I have a role here. I think you'd be... I think you'd portray the lead mm-hmm. well. And I said, Who? Doesn't he look like a starry-eyed sailor named Jimmy? I mean, you know what I mean? mean? Like, I hope for love. Let's, let's be honest. You see, you don't have to direct yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, see, yeah. I found out that behind my back, he was like, he just is Jimmy. I was like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know if that's an insult or if that's over. Anyway, I'll take it as a compliment. But yeah. he, he messaged me. He said, would you like to be part of this stage reading? And I said, 100%. Yeah. So I did it. And we, beautiful, sold-out show, lots of yeah. laughs. Mm-hmm. The music, I, I fell in love with the show right away. And then I did another one of his uh, called To a Degree. It was yeah, another stage reading. It was successful similar as well. Similar character, too. Similar characters mm-hmm. of, like, the hopeful, hmm. optimistic hmm. story. Until I'd... False Claims comes along. Yeah. I'm <laughs> all assholes. Yes. I, I no. feel like I have a typecast here. Which is, I won't be <laughs> False Claims. Um, but, uh, and I told, I messaged him after also To a Degree, and I said, listen, I this is what I'm doing with my theater mm. company. What would you say if I if I wanted to produce your show? Mm. Well, what about the rights? How much would I owe you? He said, I'll give you the rights on one condition. I directed. Okay. And I said, I wouldn't have it any other way. Nice. Yeah. And here we are. So yeah. that's how I got involved. Nice. Yeah. And I had met him. It's funny. These, I love these stories. Oh, yes. <laughs> One of my high school friends went to school with him and I met him at a party like six years ago, him and his co-producer, Brian. And so thank God that happened. You know, yeah, yeah. Three years yeah. after that, because this we happens. Ha- yeah, we ago. haven't spoken for almost three years. <laughs> yes. And I get this message and I say, of course I remember you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No, it's mm. great. Serendipity. Very really? serendipitous. And, and yeah. <laughs> have you have you directed your work before? Only in staged reading format. Okay. Um, and a couple of the staged readings, other people directed them. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. I really do love it. Mm-hmm. And I find it so exciting, especially now working with designers and choreographers. Because ultimately, you don't have to know everything. And I know nothing about how to dance. I can <laughs> barely walk, you know. <laughs> but and it's great. And these when you hire wonderful people mm-hmm. who enhance, your job is merely, I feel, as director, especially writer-director, <laughs> to communicate what the hell it is. The tone, the everything about the show. Mm-hmm. And, get, you know, in the first meeting, I was just showing them lots of vid- pictures and things from old musicals and films and and then you could see them like understanding what and then you just let them mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and you merely edit and they go this or this yeah. and you go this a big thing i noticed from that meeting is you can't just tell somebody it's in the 1930s yes. it's in his vision of the 1930s right. and yes. so he needed to give us his, his version because I think 1930s, I might think of a completely different moment within the 1930s yeah. that I think the show could look like. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't do that, it would, you'd get 10 different Version. versions mm-hmm. of the show. And that's, as you know, if you're, if 10 people on 10 different wavelengths, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get yeah. On one Too many cooks in the kitchen, as they say. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, and that's the thing is your version of the 30s or in the drowsy chaperone, it was their idea of the 20s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same as No, 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 Nat or Chicago. Those right. are all in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are three radically different shows. Like everybody has, 
you, especially with it with a piece that's sort of a period piece, you have to focus in on on what you think your yeah what aspect of of mm-hmm. this 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 decade am I am I am I celebrating here exactly yeah, yeah. what part yeah. of the world can completely part of the world exactly yeah. totally yeah time of fall summer winter yeah it doesn't it's all, everything was different right exactly and. Broadway, Hollywood, mm-hmm. 530. Lots of different things. Um, so that was fun. It's a lot of fun. And I feel it takes a lot of work to really, again, think about... You have to think a lot. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that when you say something, it has to mean something. A lot of people mm-hmm. prattle on, as I am right now. In the <laughs> um, you have to be concise mm-hmm. it's the same as writing quite mm-hmm. frankly you have to be, get to the point and move along right get to the point move along and if they don't get it you find another way to do it and you move along and as long as you have wonderful people around you mm-hmm. who know what they're doing which we do thank mm-hmm. god it's not too difficult if you know the show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i feel anyway that's my experience no, it, it, it's that and trust yeah you trust, put your trust in trust. each other and then yeah. you wind up getting a big old good happy family of a team and yeah that's been like Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always, you know, as as a writer myself, I often like have worried about directing. If I, I will do it, but I can't be too close to the material. I know mm. what you mean. You know, <laughs> like, like I need some time between writing it and directing it. Yes. So that it's like I can come at it from as not as the writer, where I might be a little too precious about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And in this case, it's had three stage readings, mm-hmm. two of which I've done, and. You know, you're right. And you kind of have to... The thing, though, with comedy, it's an interesting thing. Actors are going to kill me for this. You have to allow them to bring their thing to the role and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel in musical comedy and comedy, it's either this or this. Mm-hmm. If you muddle it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like like we said, it's Eli's rhythms... Mm-hmm. within this thing and so it's like you're asking another entity to click in but then you have to kind of and you can find shades and colors mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. but at the end of the day it's paint by the numbers in the some cases part. there are things that are like rhythm can be if important. you say it too slow it yeah. won't work yeah. <laughs> you know i mean but there's so many even approaching it as an actor now as opposed to a producer there's so many different places for collaborations we'll say for creative freedom yeah or you're hired to do the job yeah. And yes, you can bring your version of Jimmy, but it is your beats and rhythms that I have to mold into myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you don't start that way no, saying to them, course. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let them kind of... You slowly manipulate them into believing. And they're all smart and they realize when it's not working. You know what I mean? There's very little you have to say when you're working with smart people. I think also the rhythm is off, often in the writing mm-hmm. and early on you're not quite feeling it you have to like yes. do it a bunch of times to 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 feel what the rhythm of, of text is yes yeah. exactly and it's yeah. fascinating you bring that up because we had our first read through first rehearsal on monday mm-hmm. and we all read through the show and it, bits of it f- click nicely with them bits didn't quite click and they you could tell and we're all like okay um What's interesting about it, though, is they're they're all fun, and I said this to them, and I they're all funny people, and they're all having great funny moments. We're all mm. laughing here, but there's also another side of comedy where, like we were talking earlier, there's 
a heart here, and mm-hmm. you're actually you're handing forth a story to the audience. And unless you're doing something like the films Jackass, they're just falling down and tripping. Mm-hmm. You have to like have a character who wants something, mm-hmm. and change it. Yeah. And this is a thing, and there are serious moments. I saw a week or so ago, Private Lives in Stratford, uh-huh. um, and there are five or six points in the show where I got teary eyed, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Wow!" And they weren't. It was a hilarious show, mm-hmm. but there are definite points where you have to be sober about it. And this is a real character. Yeah. You can't treat it like it's silly, funny, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Well, it's like when you said when you were writing farce, it's, everything's genuine, everything, all the emotions are true, just the situations are what's ridiculous and absurd. Yeah. And so that's what really lands the comedy is how genuine it is, but everything around them is funny. Yes. And yeah, you also can't like just hit people with joke after joke. after no, joke. No, no, there needs to be some, I'm, some level to it. You have to be able to be serious sometimes. Yes. I, I think if you, and people would leave, if it was just joke after joke, after joke, people would leave and they'd say, that's nice. That's nice. Very but, entertaining. Yes. Yeah, very entertaining. That's <laughs> yes. very nice. But nobody would never stick with anybody and nobody no. would ever really remember it after a week. And again, there are different types of comedies, yeah. but in this one, every joke for, there's the story mm-hmm. it's like i was much a part of it as anything you know what i mean yeah sometimes comedies have jokes where you could see oh they could cut that out and it wouldn't make any difference mm-hmm. this one doesn't have that the, the way i like to do it anyway um and so as long as you're serving the story and the character <coughs> you will be funny so long as the joke works you know yeah. what i mean it's the writing just let the writer take care of yeah it. but then again there is an element of exaggeration Every, mm. You know, there is some, especially in a musical when they have to start singing, there is an element, so it's a weird balance. Mm. There's an interesting analogy that I heard. There's an old analogy about the difference between tragedy and comedy, mm-hmm. which always sort of like comes to mind when you start thinking about, so why is why is something funny? And it's about, so the analogy is tragedy is when you stub your toe. <laughs> and comedy is when you fall down a manhole and die. <laughs> yes. No, I think, th- I heard a variation of this. Yeah. It's com. Uh, it's... Tragedy is when I stub my toe. Right. Okay. Comedy is when you, you fall into a manhole and die. <laughs> That's good. That's that good. is yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that yeah. speaks to the inherent. It's not happening to me. It's yes. Yeah, it's really funny. funny. Yeah. Else. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's Before funny. Then. I love that one. Um, in terms of, so you've, had, I mean, you've had sort of a big year. Within a year, you've had a production of False Claims. Yeah. And then uh, something for the boys. Um, that's a, that's sort of like a, a, a rare. At least in, I think in 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 the Toronto indie scene, it's yes, like rare to happened. do like two shows that that close together. Yeah, how were they written close together? Were they not at all? Okay, no, <laughs> no. and they're not anywhere near each other in terms of <laughs> style. Of style. It's just yeah. totally different, mm-hmm. other worlds. But it was interesting to watch it, on false claims. I just wrote it. I didn't direct it, and it was interesting to watch that process. And now me approaching my, I have much more involvement <laughs> in this. That was great, you know. What did you learn from from watching it be directed? Oh, all sorts of things. I particularly like what fascinates me most. This sounds weird to say, but what fascinates me most, what I find most exciting is blocking. And I felt that Blair blocked that show wonderfully, Mm -hmm. Blair Haynes. And just watching him go, oh, okay, that's nice. He mm. the way he did that. Mm-hmm. Did so that was a great lesson, mm. just watching him do that. And, you know, of course, I feel everyone has to approach their show their own way. Yes. You know, no <clears throat> one way is the way. But it was interesting watching it happen and yeah. how he talked to actors mm. and 
watching his choices. Oh, I'm not going to bring this up just yet. I'll wait a week. Mm. You go, okay, so oh, everything you learn from everything, right. you learn from everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to go into it and set my own tone. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm here. You it's know? your room. It's yes, your room now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's different, and his is different, and mm -hmm. so and so is different. Yeah. Um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I was reading a little bit about your writing process. Uh, oh, that, in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw an article. I saw. I don't. Usually, I just don't usually do a whole lot of research, but I happened to, <laughs> to read about the fact that you sort of think about things for a while before you write them and then you just sort of write them right through. Yes, lots of thinking time and then it just spews out. <laughs> it's bizarre. How do you, like, what, do you, in terms of your, your, your writing process, do you, are you just thinking as you go about your day or are you taking like active thinking time or you, Both, do you take notes? Do you, like, how do you, how do you do Both. It? Yeah. I'm constantly, all the people I know are funny people. <laughs> Everyone, I don't have any unfunny friends and they're always forcing just our natural conversation, mm. we speak in jokes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so when you're around mm. minds like this all the time, you're constantly putting, we're even on the walk here, we <laughs> yeah, were just saying things. Tangents of stupid. And we're like, <laughs> that might end up in something one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so these threads are co mm -hmm. constantly thinking, constantly. Da -da. And the problem is, is when you stop thinking, mm. and you're, then you feel, I've gone dry. Well, you haven't gone dry. Yes, you've gone dry, but just start doing research and <clears> thinking again, <throat> and then it'll perk. You know, the more yeah. you're, you're attentive and learn different things, the more you're going to bring. Pay attention. Yeah. Yes, always I do listen. find that. Yeah. I do find like I'm always reading different things. Sometimes yes. fiction, sometimes not. And I always have an idea file. Yes, feel like I don't have any ideas. I'm like, yeah, you do. You yes. just don't write them down when you have them. Always, exactly. Yeah. There's, There's hundreds of them. Yeah. You combine them and then. Yeah. I guarantee you, just write down some of your thoughts that keep you up at night. I guarantee yeah. you, that's a play right there. That's like, the thing yeah. is, like people, people have so many ideas, and if you don't write them down, you'll forget yeah. them. Yeah, or they have the best ideas at the worst times. So <clears> yeah, right. I swear to God, two, three a.m. I'm staring at my ceiling. I'm like, oh, I got, I got a musical here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I forget it the next morning, and it's gone. Now sometimes the I send my notes. I do like speech to text notes yeah nice. I mean, like i just did my stupid really, <laughs> yeah. here's, you know, here's a note now I, do, later on i come yeah. back to it i'm like that makes no sense or <laughs> yes. or that's that's brilliant actually my writer yeah. friend tends to do that when he's yeah. drunk <laughs> <laughs> he'll write a full-on <clears throat> post-it note to himself and reread it the next morning whether it was a dream or a drunken note mm -hmm. and he, he tries to decipher what he wrote <laughs> and sometimes it's good sometimes it's immediate trash and he's yeah like, sometimes the tendency though is i have this where you go you go through an event some sort of life event tragic fun mm -hmm. today you go i'm gonna make a show out of this and you're like it's the worst thing you could yes. possibly do it's yes. too close you have to like either take elements of it or let yes. some time go by mm -hmm. something i think well, both you can't take both. you can't just do it about that show no. you have to exactly yeah, yeah well, thematically either... what the event that happened to you you can take the theme of that event and apply it to different situations yeah, yeah. um you can't just be like this is the breakup i went through so i'm gonna make it super specific to everything yeah. i said and they said yeah <laughs> but sometimes sometimes you you it's be because you haven't figured out what that means yet. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Because if it just happened, you haven't, it's that distance. You haven't put enough distance between you and that event yeah. mm -hmm. to be able to look at it in such a way that you Universal. can make a play that's not yeah. like your therapy on stage. Or yeah. Exactly. Although the one writer who's does that so well is Neil Simon. A lot mm. of his plays, you, it's him. Yeah. And you're like, it, it's about him and his second wife. And it's about this. And you're like, wow. And he made it really entertaining. And, you know, some are less good, but well, for the most part, you're like, wow, that's the one case where autobiographical writing. Two, two of my favorite films, actually, Lost in Translation and Her, mm -hmm. was that. their letters to each other, mm. 10 years on the road, of the, of the divorce. Yeah. Mm. Of, um, yeah, and I, I, it can be done, of course, mm, yes. you know, and, <clears throat> but, uh, 
Maybe not immediately. I think those I think are like ten, <clears throat> 10 years apart. Right. Yeah, there needs to be, I think there needs to be distance because you as a writer, if it's too raw, it's like, what are you putting there? You're putting like... Yeah, it feels like a one-man show that you're on stage and you're like, my feelings! And, and then yelling at the yeah, audience. possibly <laughs> relate to it, which is what it's all about. Mm. You have to get someone, some stranger to care about what yes. the hell you're talking about. And yeah. not only care, but laugh at the yes. same time. Yeah. Which well, like like you said, fun. too, which is really nice, is like there's a little bit of Jimmy in everyone, and there's a little bit of <clears> yeah, Tom. Yeah. Mm. Like, I call him Tom, Larry the character, but all, all of these characters... There's also a little bit of Tom. There's there. a little bit of Tom. <laughs> 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 they'd be so lucky <laughs> but uh, there is a little bit of all these characters within us yeah. Yeah. which is why uh, it doesn't matter which character I read and, and, and watch I relate mm-hmm. and we've all been there we've all been the one that's like ah love is a B word and yeah, yeah. And you're trying and, uh, to forget it and you're convincing yourself that oh I don't need it I'm fine alone and then yeah, you have exactly. that moment of I really do want it yeah. <laughs> you know, feeling guilty for wanting it or then realizing yeah. that it, it, yes. it's, it's, all these arcs are within us and I, yes. I, I love it which is another reason I fell in love with the show yeah, yeah. So, what was your um, what's your theater origin story? How did you get to to doing this stuff? I am such a late bloomer; it's unbelievable. Okay. I was that kid. I I I was the I looked up to Jim Carrey my whole life. Mm-hmm. Kid. So I was that kid that would walk into a room, say a ridiculous joke, make a face. The room laughed. Great. Yeah, I, I'm out. I, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I did my job. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, I, I was kind of discovering what that was my whole life, and I, I took drama in high school and stuff as a kid, and played guitar, so I had a little bit of music, and I sang a little bit, but nothing ever serious. Mm-hmm. And the bug bit me, if you want to call it that. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, when the theater bug bites you? Oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, early college. Late late high school, and I, it bloomed really late for me. And What uh, were you going to be doing before you before the bug bit you? Gastroenterologist. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you, were, did you go to university or college to study anything in particular? No, just for theater. Okay. Yeah, so I, 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 so you I, went to theater before the bug bit you, or like how did that... No, like immediately after. So, okay. So I, I, I guess the end of... I, I victory lapped, mm-hmm. is what they call it in high school, because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to get my English up, ironically. Um, I, like my, my, my grade. So I went back for, for half a semester mm-hmm. to specifically take one course to get into university and college because right. like your English is too low you bombed you didn't pay attention I was an awful student mm. um, and they just that year introduced the musical theater class okay and they replaced the drama class and they put in music theater what school is very that? serendipitous this was a holy trinity catholic in okay. Oakville and okay. I not only that I was such an outsider I joined that school in grade 12 I went 9 to 11 at St. Louis Gonzaga mm. in Mississauga and then my parents we moved a lot yeah they moved to Oakville I said I hate everyone I'm the new kid I ate lunch in the washroom for three weeks. I didn't know anyone. I was that kid. Mm. And then I found this music theater class and I said, okay, here we go. And there were mm-hmm. only two boys in the class. So mm. I had to, more to do. Yes. And that was it. Huh. That was it. We did a shortened version of Little Shop of Horrors. We mm-hmm. also got our little snippets where I sang a song from Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I just, I learned vocals <clears> by <throat> imitating. So I imitated Italian singers. I imitated yeah. Josh Groban for mm. the big baritone vocals and then after that I, I went to Sheridan Prep I took a year off in drywall and mm-hmm. then I went <laughs> I, I figured out what I didn't want to do and then I went to I went to Randolph College and I graduated in 2016 I will say one thing about taking that that year off to do to do drywall yeah. is a lot of times um, we go to theater school and we're we're told to feel things and like be like but all we've ever done we know high school we know theater school yeah you know and so we've never done anything outside of that so I don't really have a life to draw on exactly well my, my teacher said that too she's like okay now then this scene this person's drunk and she's talking to an 18 year old that just came yes. from high school legally has never been drunk in theory has in never theory been. <laughs> in theory has never been drunk some actually some of the people I went to school with no they have not mm-hmm. and that's, not that that's good or bad um, 
they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you pulling from? You're, you're, you're pulling these characters that have experienced life and yeah. you're just out of high school. And you're yeah. like, it's like, what do we do? So I needed to get out of there. Yeah. I needed to, to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and start <laughs> spring drive all before the sun was up. It was <laughs> great. <laughs> he needed to do a job he hated to figure out what he... Did absolutely. He absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, more, but what better way to find out what you like mm-hmm. than find out what you don't like? Yeah. You don't yeah. know happiness till you know sadness. And True. All the balances of life, right? So, and so you went back to Sheridan to, to do that. Sheridan that prep was yeah. one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually went to Randolph when it was Randolph Academy okay. for a term and a half, and then I dropped out because there was lots of overwhelming factors. I was also developing <clears throat> bronchitis and pneumonia at the time. Um, it had nothing to do with mold in the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pause there. It had nothing to do with with the. So we don't have a legal yeah. department. We don't have an, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting an email right now. Shut up. Um, and then I actually did the year drywall and I went back. So I graduated in 2016. I would have originally in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Sapling started. I, I was working consistently for the year and a half out of school as an actor and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you decided that you wanted to form your own theater company. As I well, did. So. That was that that originated in 2014 mm-hmm. with Brian Kling, who is my co-founder and now the president of the company, mm-hmm. and I took the artistic director role. Mm-hmm. And we just had this idea, um, sort of like create a collective for the arts. And our original mm-hmm. pitch to people that didn't really know much about theater was like, why not have a space that's like the YMCA of mm-hmm. theater? Mm-hmm. So you have artists that can collect and and have studio spaces and have art spaces and have space essentially where they can all help each other collaborate and create projects like mm-hmm. what, what Eli is doing, except hundreds of them at once. And I, then it was tied into BAM center of the arts mm-hmm. and it was all, all some other places, but we started smaller than that because <laughs> we didn't have $5 yeah. million dollars at our immediate uh, yeah. disposal. But um, we started in theater cause we know it, but we do mm-hmm. want to branch out eventually into film and TV yeah. and other things too. But um yeah, I always I always was passionate about creating as well mm. and spearheading because like Eli as well too. I do have a lot of ideas that I feel would be a little bit better if I was at the, the head of them. I know that sounds silly or selfish no, or whatever it sounds no, like. It's but like, like, it's like, but, I, but I, I feel like if you want it done a certain way, do it. In some, in certain, in certain cases, yeah. like if you're if. The only way to make the work happen is to do it. And I think that's what I right. and yeah. what we've decided. Who says there's a rule you can't do what you want? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No, and, and, yeah, so <laughs> Nobody. Like, nobody says no. you can't do it. Well, well, I mean, they might, but you know what? what? They're like, you can't write book, music, and lyrics at the same time. And I said, watch me. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you, who said that? <laughs> Why not? Like, what an idiot. Who says, <laughs> like, if you, I mean, if you can, yeah. amazing. And, if you want to, go yeah. ahead. Who's stopping you? It's, yeah. you know, it yeah. might not be the greatest thing. Who cares? Yeah. You so know, this, it this might be great. My this, version of that. With yeah. Brian. Go. This You're going to die in about 60 yeah. years. Might as well yeah. do what you like. I think it's, it's interesting thinking about the, the, the indie theater scene in Toronto. Yeah. Um, you don't often see a lot of new musicals happening or musical comedy musical <laughs> comedy this is you don't see this a lot in in the indie theater scene or in any scene really quite <laughs> frankly it's, it's true it's true <laughs> but um i think that it's it's sort of an important thing because our indie scene is considered to be one thing yeah. and musicals are because musicals mm. are often expensive because there's so many people involved and so unless you design them right but then but then i think that if we're ever <laughs> people like musicals, mm-hmm. that's why all of our community theaters are mostly doing musicals because because <laughs> people like musicals. Yeah. Um, I think if we were to mature our indie scene a little bit more, we might see more musicals happening. I mm. think if there was a way to to do them and 
Yeah, you know. and not lose all your money. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's yeah, not necessarily that's necessary in the, in the theater, <laughs> theater, theater scene. So, yeah, but you know, yeah. um, has it been difficult to get this particular show as a musical in the indie scene sort of going? What have been the the hurdles to to get over? Going in terms of what does it production look like? Or? Like for this this production, like how has it how has it been? Like have there been hurdles to get? It to production or honestly we we've we've had an angel on we've our, been on our blessed. Team. um our presenting sponsor larry silverberg mm-hmm. is from another planet that is better than earth <laughs> like he's a wonderful wonderful human being yes he i met him and we're co-producing it with bygone we theater. are co-producing with bygone theater who have also uh, hopped on the bandwagon of of our idea and passion and and, mm-hmm. and really wanted to support help, us help support yeah. us and move us forward with it and I, I, I met Bygone actually this year because you worked on... I met Bygone this year too. Uh, yeah, when he worked with Emily Dix of Bygone Theatre on False Claims mm-hmm. and he said he recommended her to me and then we decided to co-produce. Yeah. And Larry I met when I was doing shows at the Lower Ossington Theatre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did four shows in a row at one theatre and I said, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, four shows is good in a year. That's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of shows. Yeah. But he, he's, he's, like, he's the number one fan of theatre, mm-hmm. this, this, this man. And... If we had a hundred Larrys in the world, mm. <laughs> theater would be the biggest thing on the planet. And you know what I mean? Like, do you want to hear something remarkable? He agreed to do the show, and he's helping us, and da 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 da. And only two days ago, he heard what it was. <laughs> he agreed, wow. and he loves it. He's like, "This is great." Yeah. I like ah, it. Was it was the totally, first time. Totally on trusting. Totally my, on supporting the people. Wow. Yes. wow. And the opposite He's, is people are constantly funding the commercial people for we need this star, we need this script, mm-hmm. da, 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 the material so we can make money. And Larry's just like, I like you people. Here you yeah. go. No, He's well, seen, yeah, he, no. He's, we, we've talked before and he seen he sees people's work ethic. He sees mm. their passion. He sees their love for any of this stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's worth it. That's mm. enough to give you a shot. Who yeah. does that? <laughs> Larry. Honestly, Apparently no Larry. Larry, Larry does that. Yeah. And no one, no one does that. It's, it's all about product versus effort. Or what you were saying, it's all about the last They grade. want the result. They want the result, not the effort. And he found people that are going to not sleep and put all the effort possible into this product. Yeah. And he yeah. said, let's go. Yeah. And hmm. he trusts us. And, I, yeah. and I, I'm beyond grateful. Yeah. So... Yeah. Larry Silverberg. Larry if Silverberg. it were, yeah, this would be happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly. No, this, this show would not exist mounted this year yeah. Yeah. without him. Hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, I'll, yeah. Did I say his name enough? God yeah. bless Larry. That, God bless Larry. So, I mean, that's that's been like one of the things to really get I you going. Say, yeah. It's hard. God bless Larry Silverberg. Larry is God. You can't God bless him. <laughs> you can't bless himself. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. No, but uh, to get other things going yeah. in the project, that was the start. Because mm. I'm not going to green light anything. Of course. Of course. But you know, and I did all the I did all the things to help him as well. Like we did our own GoFundMe, and then mm. Indiegogo and concerts. concerts. And we had one last. We night. had one last night. We just, <laughs> yeah. came, from, we just came from a high of last night's concert where it was very successful. And essentially, we're just we're doing as much as we can to extend our reach because mm-hmm. yeah. the death of any production is ticket sales. If Absolutely. no one shows up, we make no money back. That's yeah. right. And yeah. so our ultimate goal is finally we've been resting because. The puzzle pieces of the creative team have been put in place. Mm-hmm. Now we're in rehearsals and we're working. Now we just need reach. Yeah, now we just need to fill seats. We would love if pre-sales go up. Mm-hmm. Pre-sales are always a little shoddy in theater in general because no one knows what it's about. Yeah, But, the but issue, it's easier to sell a musical. It is easier to sell a musical. musical. Yeah. And yeah. I've noticed that the issue isn't um, once they see us, 
the tickets are mm-hmm. sold. It's yeah. just how not, do you get them to see you? Yes. Yeah, more opportunities yeah. to hear us and see us mm-hmm. because there is a lot of saturation in the industry where people are confused whether this is like um, black box theater passion mm-hmm. project where it might be one person on stage with a box and not, mm-hmm. that's not for everyone. Or is it yeah. a musical or is it a this yeah. or is it a that? And and it's hard to tell them exactly what we're about without talking to us. Yeah. 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 And we're trying to get a bunch of events together. Like yeah. once the sailor costumes come in, we're marching through the streets with our little things. Mm-hmm. We're going to indigo the, the, the piano, piano and, and sing and remini outside. Da, 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 nice. Trying to get some TV spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shooting original trailers as well. Trailers. Trailers are so, are so important. And I think yeah. people don't, yeah. don't put enough onto them no or they they often make them because i think that that you have to look at two things with trailers is you have to take what you can from hollywood Mm because sometimes we get all in theater we get all (laughs) weird 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 yeah and 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 often we go too long Mm -hmm. and if it's especially if it's a web trailer you got 30 seconds yeah you know i i had my my friend who's also been helping me a lot uh is a videographer, film editor, all mm-hmm. those things. His name's Steven Dirks of mm-hmm. Dirks Toffelmeyer is currently the company. He's a puppeteering company. Nice. Um, I gave him almost no material mm. except for the logo of the show back when it was the old mm. logo. And I said, can you make me a trailer with this? <clears throat> and he made me a 50 second spot with lettering and under the ocean. And then the ocean splashes up and the logo flips in and everything comes in. Wow. And people yeah. were like, Oh, for a second, I thought it was a trailer for like a Mervis show or something. Yeah. Like, yeah but he made it in 30 seconds. And <laughs> it's just, but it, because he's who he is, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. It, not everyone can do what he no. does. And even just that, mm. people were like, Oh, this might be different. And well, because I think I think that that if your marketing materials look good, mm-hmm. and this is for pers- perfectly mercenary, if your marketing materials look good, people assume the it's, show is good. Exactly. His brother. Oh my gosh! So my brother Gabe Sapienza, who is um, freelance illustrator, artist, mm-hmm. uh, storyboard artist, yeah. comic book artist. Uh, I thank God for family sometimes, mm-hmm. right? So I, I said, sometimes. hey, I, sometimes. I use that word carefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, depending on your relationship with your family, but I have a wonderful relationship with my brother. Mm-hmm. And he designed, I'm like, I need some help. What can you, what can we do? Yeah. He designs this poster for us, which is a commission where I won't quote the price, but mm-hmm. an artist of his stature right now is not cheap. Mm-hmm. And he designs this beautiful poster that mm-hmm. looks like it's right out of a Disney show. Mm-hmm. The characters, you see who they are mm. and here's a great example back to director blah 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 mm. blah. what does that mean um he said gabe said to me what do you want to see on it what's going on here mm-hmm. and i kind of roughly said okay maybe jimmy and sarah he's giving her a bouquet the other two are more sexual the old people are old and he's running away or something mm-hmm. and you kind of give him rough ideas and then when he does it it's like twice it's what basically what you said but then twice as good and mm-hmm. you're like yes thank yeah. you gabe you know yes i love when that happens he he said <laughs> the rough sketches and mm. said these are rough Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Honestly, it was, yeah. I was. I was like, "It's ready. I'll take it." And yeah. it's like, "No, no, no, no! I got a couple of, a little yeah. more ink." Oh. And, and it's great thing to do yeah. when you have that sort of effortless thing going on. He asks this, you say that, then he gives you twice as much, mm-hmm. and you go, "This is a joy." And no, there's no energy in the room that's yeah. mean or upset or da da da. Everyone's being heard from, and mm-hmm. because everyone's mm-hmm. good, it's worth hearing what yeah. you have to say. Absolutely. I love it. It's a joyous experience. Absolutely. Um, I was thinking I saw a couple of shows this summer that I went to see based on the slickness of the marketing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like good poster, Absolutely. you know, good, good, good social media stuff. Um, and went to see it and then was like, oh, 
Oh no! Oh, <laughs> the, but but the thing is, I assure you, this, this is not the case. No, but, <laughs> no, but like the the you good materials mm. will bring people out. Like absolutely, they, like, yeah. absolutely. If it doesn't, if you can't put that kind of effort in. It's hard to bring Hollywood lives yeah. for that. <laughs> it does. Yeah. No, it really yeah. does. And it's nice to see also the actors in the trailers. So oh, absolutely. Get, you get a yeah. them and, and you get, like, photos are lovely. Mm-hmm. They do what they can, but people love hearing things and seeing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And, and the more the better. This, yeah, it's just that you know, you know, you know, it's aesthetically pleasing and people like to. Do you find that 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 sharing the music of the show is 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 helping to to get the the, the word out? Like when you do your concert, are you sharing songs from this show? Yeah, we, we highlight a couple, yeah. and yeah, generally, it what's great in the concerts is we're giving them a lot of standards. Like the one I always love that when it comes up is as time goes by, mm-hmm. and then everyone just kind of uh, and then you can nail them with the marketing. You know what I mean? And then you show them your song and you just pick the funny ones mm-hmm. and they laugh. Yeah, it's helping, I think. Mm-hmm. It's showing them, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, this isn't, we tr- we're working really hard and, you know, this is yeah. musical comedy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know? I think sometimes you, like, that's the advantage to doing a musical is you can do, like, show them. Yeah. You could show them the music and people go, oh, you know what? That. <laughs> That's good. The yeah, book you know? might bomb, but the yeah. music. No, I'm kidding. Well, no. You know what? Sometimes people will will forgive a musical for a, a mediocre book mm-hmm. if the songs are good. That's true. Yeah. The great the great director Jack O'Brien, who did Hairspray and a hundred billion great musicals, he said when he gets a script for the first time, he musical script, he does not listen to the music. Mm. He just script script like, yes, I don't want to yeah. be tempted mm-hmm. into being a part of this because yeah. that's what it does well of course <laughs> it does how many I, I can't think of how many musicals I was like oh this must this must be an amazing musical because I've only heard the soundtrack and then I go to see the show and I'm like oh the story flops. the story kind of doesn't work but the music is <laughs> the music, great yeah. that sounds like all the shows in the 20s <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and we're here to redeem <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, what I, are you guys yeah. most excited about about uh, having this show seen in this form, finally, you first. It's your baby. Yeah, and I'm I'm having a ball at rehearsals, mm. especially the choreo. Because I know, like I said, know nothing about dancing. Every time they, she, when Elena, the choreographer, picks up her book, it's like a dancer, and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, every <laughs> and every movie just yeah. fascinates me, and mm-hmm. it's adding a layer to the story that was never there before. Mm-hmm. All the readings didn't have stances, mm-hmm. um, and so she's there to. It helps fill the story out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It gives it a little more muscle. Mm-hmm. And that's a thrill, watching all that happen. And I'm just excited again to to see it under the lights and the costumes mm-hmm. and working on the rhythms of the comedy and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the big hit. Okay, Quite. slow down. That's <laughs> a thrill. And yeah. not only that, but in the end, I want them to cry because it's mm. so beautiful and <laughs> people's dreams are coming true on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. want, I'm yeah. thrilled for that moment. Sure, I'd share all those sentiments. I mean... There's multiple results I'd love to see, of course, as a producer, and there's multiple results as an actor, a <laughs> uh, company co-founder. I, I needed to do beyond need. I want, and I, I, I hope all the good things come from mm. this. I mean, this is this is our also our first musical mm. yeah. for as a company. Yeah, and it can. It's it, people have good, successful, whatever your definition of success is in the first one, or they have. A flop, mm-hmm. and they keep going either way. Yeah. And I, I, I firmly believe that this will be every definition of successful. Mm. And 
I just, it just, this is what we're about. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's interesting trying to set like a mandate for your company and seeing it fulfilled. Nice. Um, because at the end of the day, yeah, we're, we're hiring the indie talent. We're mm-hmm. hiring a creative team. We're paying everybody, mm. um, which was an adamant thing for me because there's a lot of theater companies that start out and be like, listen, we're just going to, this is all, we want all your time. Mm. <clears throat> but we'll give you 11 cents an hour for rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you 50 bucks a show. And there are companies that are still do- commercial theater companies mm. that are still doing this. And I said, the production cannot be on until at least this happens. Yeah. Mm. And thank you, Larry Silverberg. And, <laughs> um, and it's true, but he believes it as well. Yeah. He says, I, who, who pays you? Yeah. 50 bucks a show. Sure. But who paid you for the 10 years of experience? Well, that's the yeah. thing, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm asking so much of people. So mm. I don't want to see all of it finally just boom there yeah. on stage. And we can ask you, you get, it's a different thing when people are, are paid? properly paid <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, you can ask them to give everything because yeah. we're yeah. at least giving them enough to yeah. and they're eat. worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they're worth, I, if I had the money to pay people what I actually thought would give them at least 10 more dollars. 15, yeah. I was going to say, let's not be too stingy. And I just want to say one more thing that, you know, uh, this type of m- comedy and musical doesn't exist. I don't want to say it doesn't exist anymore because they do it a lot. Mm-hmm. They do. They take a bunch of Gershwin songs and mm-hmm. make a musical out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's so rare you see new. There are new songs you've never heard. There mm-hmm. are new plot twists. There are new- this doesn't happen very often. And yeah. when it does happen, the writers are always commenting ironically on the joy of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just character comes it's out on. Joyous. I was saying this to you. Character yeah. comes on a stage and says. I want this with his heart on his sleeve, and you just go, "Oh, okay, that doesn't. <laughs> wow, that's very wholesome Sometimes and lovely." You say, oh, nice. me, me too. Yes, no, I, I also want that. Yeah, and so you just yes. don't see that, and I'm delighted that it will be on a stage, and I I want to see this on a stage. Mm. This is why it exists. Yeah, you know, awesome. Yeah. This has been a Homebody Productions production.